0: this waiver wire edition of baseball money is fake on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bird dog shorts dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com pool that's birddogs.com pool
1: baseball money is fake fantasy baseball podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i am blake meyer back on a monday had a wild ride of a weekend had a couple wisdom teeth pulled on friday afternoon still a savage is always engulfed on sunday for father's day because that's what us dads do but as always i'm here with my man ryan gilbert how you doing today ryan
0: I'm doing good. Yeah. All all the parades are done. The the final parade, the NBA final parade, Jokic got back to his horse racing. It's baseball season now, as we've been talking (laughs) about. That's all there is for for better or for worse for you baseball fans out there. But yeah, it's it's an exciting time of the year.
1: Hell yeah, it is, especially after Jared Kalnick. I almost texted you yesterday after it. Bases clearing triple. Uh, I was at my girlfriend's parents' house in the downstairs watching it happen live, and I was yelling my ass off. I didn't care who was there for the Little Father's Day celebration. When Jared Kelnick hits a bases-clearing triple, you cheer your ass off. And I did, and he needed that, too. He's now uh, he's up been... to 177 last seven days. Yeah, go. Inching closer to that Mendoza line. Uh, he really needed that. He's, he's starting to come back around a little bit. I do think the All-Star break... Is going to do him big favors. Uh, it's going to up the vibes. It's going to give him a little a break, give him a chance to reset, get the body right. And we're going to get back to prime Jared Kelnick in the second half. We're going to get September Kelnick in July through the end of September. And it's going to be a wild ride. So I hope everybody is prepared for that. I am still fully on board the Jared Kelnick hype train driving the damn thing. Philly played some baseball this weekend as well. Yes, Kyle Schwarber just baseball. keeps
0: keeps hitting leadoff arm runs. Just sets, sets a tone. I th- believe we swept swept uh, Oakland, so I think we're up to six wins in a row. Or so. Yeah, Phillies are Phillies are hot.
1: Uh, and that, I mean, that brings me to the question: Is Kyle Schwarber the best leadoff hitter in Major League Baseball?
0: I mean, no, it's Luis Arias, but. <laughs> Like I, I'm now understanding why you put Schwarber first instead of putting him second. Because like you mm-hmm. you put him up there. If he strikes out, whatever. You got one out. Turner's up now. You can start something. But like if Turner gets out and then he strikes out, there's two outs and nothing. So you, you get a get a lead off homer, sets the vibe, or he gets out. You still got a few good hitters behind him with only one out. So I'm coming around coming around to it.
1: Yeah, very boomer bust. It's kind of like. Uh, the Pirates and they're batting Vogelbach leadoff. Kind of the same thing. You always wonder, like, why the hell are people doing that with these these thick boys? Why are they leading them off uh, the real true home runner bus players? But it makes total sense. Put them up there, and they're either going to start the game off or the inning off with the bang or strike them out, and then your real leadoff hitters up. But yeah. you're forced to pitch to them to, to start the game because uh, pitching around them, like if you pitch around Schwarber, you still got... Trey Turner up after him, like you said, and it, it's pointless because now Trey Turner hitting with a runner on base, which he actually does better than hitting with no runners on base. So we love to see that. But if you are new here, and if you are not new here, please go check out our sub stack fake baseball.substack.com. If you enjoy our content, me and Ryan do a lot of work in written form as well, and we're working on building up that sub stack. So any Followers, the support you guys give us over there goes a long way to helping us be able to continue doing this because we love to do it so much. Also, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, that helps us as well. Or if you're just listening to this in your eardrums on your podcast feed, if you could hit the follow button, give it a five star rating. If you love what you hear, that goes a long way to helping us also. We're charting all over the world, and I really like saying that out loud because <laughs> I never in a million years did I think I would be able to. Uh, and so, when you guys continue to give us those five star ratings, the downloads, just listen, hopefully, enjoy, and win your fantasy leagues, it, it helps us climb those charts. And it, I mean, it, it helps us in the world that we live in as well. So, we thank everybody for that. But it's waiver wire Monday. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. changed. I guess Tuesday, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed. But it's it's waiver wire time. Uh, it's getting into the weird part of the year where it's actually starting to get harder to find very productive people on the waiver wire. Um, I did my waiver wire article for Fantasy Pros this weekend, and I was having a really hard time finding people that... A lot of the hangout for me was Fantrax ownership because uh, like there'd be guys that are very low-rostered on ESP, ESPN and Yahoo!, but then they'd be like 89% rostered on fan tracks. And for me, that's all this. And that's not a waiver wire player anymore because in one league, they're like almost 100% owned. So it makes it tough. But uh, this is this is the dog days of fantasy baseball. We're at the halfway point. This is when shit gets hard. And this is where it starts to separate the men from the boys. Can you pay attention enough to bring your team to a fantasy baseball playoff? And that's what we're here to help you guys with.
0: Yeah, uh I'm wondering if uh Spencer Torkelson came up in your research at all. If you wrote about him, he's someone I'm considering picking up. He uh, homered on Sunday in Minnesota, homered earlier the week a- against Atlanta as well. Still hitting 235 with eight home runs on this season, but he has been better as of late over the past week. He is uh hitting three ten with three home runs over the but over still over the past 14 days, two thirty five with those three home runs, past twenty-eight days. 229 with four home runs. So, what do you think about Torkelson? He was a first overall pick a few years ago. He has like the talent, he has the pedigree, but I don't know if, if he's worth rostering up there in Detroit.
1: I feel like it's, I feel like I can't talk so highly of Jared Kelnick, but then totally dismiss Torkelson because they're very similar players, uh, kind of the post hype sleeper type. But Torkelson's a year. He has one fewer year of attempts at the major league level. Um, I like what I've seen from him lately. He's hitting 300 since the ninth, seven extra base hits, eight RBIs, eight runs scored. I like that his plate discipline has improved, though. Uh, only a 21% K rate in that range and a 13% walk rate. So he's having a good eye for the ball. He's not making the best contact, 80% zone contact rating, which is okay. I think that's right around league average, so it's not like earth-shattering. But he is chasing 27% of pitches, which is a little bit above league average. So I'm curious to see. The Tigers have been kind of on a hot streak a little bit. Uh, Their bats are warming up. I think I saw against right-handers over the last 10 games, they're batting almost 300. Uh, Torkelson is part of that, That, uh, whatever you want to call it, the boom in offensive production. If you can put that in Detroit Tigers in the same sentence. Uh, yeah, I, there is some fantasy value there. He didn't come up in my waiver wire uh, research. Well, he came up in my research, but not in my article, just because I think his fan tracks is like seventy-seven percent owned on Fan Tracks. I, I might need to, to.
0: I don't even know seventy-seven percent owned Torkelson is.
1: Yeah, on Fan Tracks. Oh, I
0: don't know if you should even look at Fan Tracks. He's twenty-two on Yahoo.
1: Is it? Yeah, and see, and he's like thirteen percent on ESPN because Fan Tracks and has like so many different
0: off. league types.
1: They have dynasty leagues, yeah. So you're not going to drop Torkelson there. Tough. Not at all. I mean, you might. I dropped. <laughs> I dropped Jared Kelnick in a dynasty league. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we saw how well that one. I had to fucking trade for his ass back from you. Uh, 85% yeah. rostered on Fantrax yeah, for Spencer Torkelson.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think the Kelnick comparison is is a decent one in in the sense that he's someone like Torkelson. You, you, he could if he pops off eventually you're not going to be surprised but like you don't want to just keep giving him chances and rostering him if you're looking for someone like to you know step right in put in a detail spot put in first base put in somewhere off of an injury maybe maybe don't go for him but if you have a roster spot you can you know pick him up see if he keep, keeps up this hot streak i think that, that's a, that's a way to do it there because yeah as you said this is Getting into the the dogs dog day of the fantasy fantasy baseball season. Um, It's also in the bird dogs days. Uh, Bird dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lulu women, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. They fix this issue by inventing cloud neck fabric that looks just like khaki stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And of course, bird dogs has that anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to bird slash pool and enter code pool. That's P O O L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's bird slash pool. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
1: All right. So the first person that I did write about, it was a weird like scenario of events. So uh, last week, I had Eddie Rosario on my... So in my Waiver Wire article, I have a priority editions where I highlight four priority guys, three hitters and a pitcher, and then have a deep league one where I highlight three deeper league hitters. I try and keep it guys owned under 12% overall, and then one pitcher. Eddie Rosario was in my uh, deep league article two Saturdays ago. And then I wrote about him in my um, uh, weekly planner article as like, hey, he has very beneficial matchups coming up. Everybody should try and get on the Eddie Rosario hype train coming into this week, which would be the week we just had, because he is somebody that is going to go off. I wrote my article this Saturday night and he fucking went. He went. And he went nuts. And his his roster ship rate, I think, at this point now, just from the day that I published the article, shot up way over waiver wire status. At this point, he should be owned everywhere. Last week, he hit 500 with five home runs and 11 RBIs. He struck out one time and walked like four or five times. Like he he's hitting in the heart of the Braves lineup, especially Sean Murphy's hurt now. So he's going to miss at least a few games. So that's more time for Eddie Rosario to just hit right in the heart of that lineup. Uh, he's putting the bat on the ball. Everybody in that lineup is starting to heat up. And I think Eddie Rosario has reached, at least for now, like that everybody should probably have him in your lineup thing. Like there's some guys that just get hot and stay hot for a while. And he does have a tendency to be that. He's not going to hit 500 forever. So <laughs> temper your expectations a little bit. But he's had a pretty like his whole month of june has been pretty damn good. He's hitting uh 339 with nine doubles, or sorry, one double, a triple and eight home runs, 19 RBIs in just 14 games. So he's doing a little bit of everything. An 11 to 6 strikeout to walk ratio. He's not really stealing bases this year. He's got caught three times as many times as he's stolen base this year, but yeah, uh, he's He is in my article. If he's available in your league, he needs to be picked up. But the chances at this point of him being available are probably zero.
0: I mean, he's only rostered in 29% of Yahoo League. So he's still out there in plenty of them. Um, I picked him up. I picked him up a few weeks ago on the 6th. He proceeded to go 1 for 4 in the 6th, 0 for 4 in the 7th, or 2 for 6 on the 8th. And then I, I cut him on the uh, 12th, oh. I believe. And then he went off for his home runs and someone else picked him up. But this, this could be the point where you've missed the hot streak. He has eight yeah. home runs in June, eight home runs in 14 games. He's hitting 339 in June. OPS 1.2. This isn't like someone coming out of nowhere. Rosario has been around before, came up with the twins, had, had a few good years with the twins, 27, 24, 32 home runs, already up to 13 home runs on this, on the season this year on pace for what's that 25 30 at least so mm-hmm. yeah in that lineup it is going to be tough they are coming up to philly for a few games before going to cincinnati for the weekend so probably some favorable matchups there so yeah rosario i think this k- keep riding the hot streak Till keep riding it till, till he cools he, he off
1: the thing that i like about him that i think is beyond a little more than just like a like a christopher morel when he first came up there was a lot of red flags. Like Christopher Murrell has, he's tweaked his his stance and his swing and things uh, when he went into that cold streak, and he's actually making like legitimate improvements. Uh, but when he first came up, it was really like coming to the game. He just hit a home run and then he'd strike out three times, and everybody's like, "Oh, look, look how many home runs he's hit!" But he has a forty-three percent strikeout rate. Eddie Rosario is not doing that. Like he's actively hitting more than just home runs, and his ability to get on the the bat on the ball. He's constantly making contact. His zone contact rate is above 90% over this last week. So it is it is more than just the typical, hey, he hit five home runs in a week type of hot streak. It's more of like, a, oh shit, he's actually seeing the ball really well. And it just so happens that a lot of those are turning into home runs. So I think there is some upside there. He's performing high at a higher level than he is going to for the rest of the year. Mm. But, I think before Rosario may have been down here, this hot streak has him here. And I think his new floor, I think his floor has been bumped up from how he's done this week. He's become more of a a steady producer, I guess would be a good way
0: to put it probably for the, the rest of the year. Yeah, it is a good laughter. so definitely pick him up. I think now is also a time where you should look – someone that, that I did, you look at players that kind of have been picked up and dropped by a lot of people, uh, in particular Brandon Drury. has. I'm now the mm. sixth member of uh, the 12-team league to to roster him. I picked him up right before we started recording. He had two home runs in Kansas City on Saturday, uh, five-game hit streak, multiple hits in four of those games. It seems like his stack has numbers are coming up. He does have that uh, first-base, second-base, and third-base eligibility. And I think most importantly is he's hitting in the middle of that Angels lineup. Like He's mm-hmm. the Angels cleanup hitter. like With, with Otani and Trout and all, all those, their lineup should be good. Drury, we were high on him kind of going into the season, or at least I was, after a, a good start to the year last year in Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, over the past 28 days, hitting three thirty. Over the past seven days, hitting three forty six with two home runs. I think this could be some something where he's finally kind of found himself at, with the Angels.
1: Yeah, I think Drew's problem is he's just kind of boring. I guess would be a good way to put it. And a lot of boring hitters, I mean, no matter how good their offensive production is, they tend to just automatically get overlooked because of that. Brandon Drew is like, he's like the super utility guy. Like the number one super utility guy that from last year coming into this year, I think he plays four positions or he's eligible in four positions in fantasy. He's got 17 doubles and what, 13 home runs this year, 17 and 12 this year. So tons of extra base hits and he's sitting over 300 in the month of June. So there's a lot to like there. Like he strikes out a little more than I'd like. I think his strikeout rates like right around 28% and he doesn't hardly walk, which does limit him in like on-base percentage leagues and things of that type. But yeah, I, he is somebody that I think does have a spot on fantasy teams, especially in a 12 team league, uh, having that guy on your bench. We talk about it all the time, having that guy that's got two or three uh, position eligibilities that you can just plug in need be like a daily league. You can fit him in anywhere or a weekly league. If you have like two people get hurt and you're like, oh, fuck, who the hell am I going to put in here? Look at that. Brandon Drury plays three positions and mm-hmm. one of them is the, the spot that I need and I can't find anybody else better. So yeah, he's, He's flying under the radar and he shouldn't be, but I think it is because he does. He's not flashy. Uh, He's overshadowed by. I mean, he's overshadowed by like four people in that lineup, so he's like the fifth guy out there. But yeah, he's he's got. Was that twenty nine or thirty extra base hits already this year, which is excellent, very fantasy valuable. Yeah, that's a really good one.
0: Yeah. Who who else you got?
1: The next one for me would be. It caught me off guard a little bit. When I did the research, I wasn't expecting it. So Tommy Pham for the New York Mets. Uh, another guy that used to be pretty fantasy relevant, went to the Mets, and then he kind of got put on the back burner. He wasn't a starter at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I, when I was researching him, he's been like playing really well lately. So I went to his baseball savant page just to like get a feel for how he's been doing. Everything is bright red on Tommy Pham's baseball savant page, which caught me off guard. Uh, I love when my baseball yeah. savant loads so it, fast. It,
0: it is uh, it, 98th percentile average exavilo, all 90th 91st or higher expected woba batting, slugging, hard hit percent 90 91st percentile. Like that, that is shocking to me. Uh, I, I'm I, I know he's been hot recently. I saw you homered the other day against against the Cardinals, but like I didn't realize he's been this good. Like under the hood too.
1: Yeah, he really need well. He doesn't really need anything he needs playing time of course and i think part of his playing time he got recently was was because pete alonzo got hurt so they moved mark canna to first base which opened mm-hmm. up a spot for tommy fam in the outfield but i'm thinking that tommy alonzo's back now yeah so, like yeah. now that alonzo's back i'm I'm thinking tommy Fan may have still hit himself into a i mean some regular at bass like there's no way that you, T- tonight, tonight he's, he's, he's batting doing.
0: fifth behind alonzo
1: what position is playing? he playing left field left field
0: see yeah i, I keep I, him I, out there Like against the righty too yeah against hunter brown so yeah he, they're gonna they're gonna keep playing it while he's hot
1: you have to because he's got a 94 mile an hour average active velocity a 16 and a half percent barrel rate 51 and a half percent hard hit rate uh and his expected batting average is 286 expected slugging is 551 so for as good as he's been doing his expected stats are even better and same thing, he's got a little bit of speed to him, too, I think, still, doesn't he? he stole a couple Six bases, bases yeah. Yeah, so he's,
0: he's up to 15 on, on the air or about. Yeah,
1: and I, he has, should he hit 17 home runs last year, 15 the year prior? He's probably a 15 home run guy, so that sticks him in the 15-15 category. And the Mets are supposed to score a lot of runs, <laughs> so like he could be they in are. for some run scoring, but they don't, but... Yeah, he he's somebody that also I think has flown under the radar just because that baseball savant page is way too bright red for nobody to really be talking about Tommy Pham.
0: Yeah, and it's not just the baseball savant page; he's he that's showing up on the field past 28 days. He's hitting three ten with an OPS over one, uh, four home runs in 17 games. That extrapolates out to 38, 17 RBIs, six doubles, three stolen bases. That's in 17 games. So, like, yeah, if he if he can keep this up, I think he'll. They'll have to play him. I think Buck Buck Showalter is more likely to play someone like Tommy Pham than than a prospect out there in the outfield. Yeah, shit, I would hope so. (laughs) Um, We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. Have to get into that sometime. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN.
1: All right. Now I've been saving this one. Brian Wu of the Seattle Mariners for me has entered. He should at least be on everybody's radar. And if you're in a 12 team or deeper league, he should be on your roster. Uh, because if you take out that first start, he got thrown to the Wolves against the, the Rangers, seven runs and two innings. Still struck out four, but he kind of got thrown to the Wolves straight from double A. Uh, But since then, on uh, his two starts, he's got a 3-4-8 ERA and a 2-6-1 XFIP, which is amazing. But for the entire year, he has a... strikeout rate and a 34% K minus walk rate. If somebody has like a 22% K minus walk rate, that's pretty good. Like that's right around where you want to be. He has a 34% K minus walk rate. The thing that he did in the minor leagues was he struck hitters out. And as we know, like, Uh, Brandon fought for example that does not always translate over to the major league level it it is very different trying to strike out major league hitters than it is guys in double a now I'd like to see him go some more innings the Mariners are going to be a little uh, frivolous on his innings but don't let his ERA of seven that he has right now fool you Uh, he has three very good pitches uses fastball 52 percent of the time sinker 24 percent of the time and a slider 20% of the time. All of them, let's see, his sinker has a 23% whiff rate. His fastball has a 32% whiff rate, and that slider, 38.5% whiff rate. Uh, And I don't think he's given up. Let's see. Oh, there we go. He has a 158 expected batting average on his fastball. So he has an amazing fastball. He uses it like the – per. I think 52% usage rate for a fastball is like the perfect – Usage rate If you can lead with that fastball and then set your other stuff up, like his sinker and his slider off of that, his, slinker, his sinker moves a ton. It leaves a lot of hitters confused. The Mariners now, I think they've entered the, the territory of kind of having a track record of developing good pitching. And this isn't surprising me. I mean, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Bryce Miller, now Brian Wu, all are coming up dominant not walking you, you batters. You can't
0: say Brian was dominant yet. Dominant.
1: <laughs> the strikeout the strike okay, dominant strikeout rate. Okay. Do, like dominant and the fact that he doesn't walk in week cuz that's one of the Mariners' biggest things is they want to control the zone. They don't want their pitchers to walk people and he's his walk rate is right in line with George Kirby, who has the best walk rate in baseball. So there's fantasy upside there. And I will point out the one thing I remember from my research is he plays. So he, he starts against the Yankees this week on Wednesday. I, I was believe. just about
0: to ask. Yeah, starts on on Thursday, I think. The, or at Yankee
1: Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Yankees have a 23% strikeout rate as the team. And in the month of June, they're hitting only 199. So at Yankee Stadium might scare some people. But there's no Aaron Judge in that lineup. Without Aaron Judge, they struggle mightily. Brian Wu has a chance once again. He probably goes five innings, but it could be another five-inning, eight-strikeout game, and hopefully the Mariners can get a win for him this time.
0: Yeah, he got, got the Yankees on Thursday then lines him up to start against the Nationals the following uh, week, which will be a tough, tough matchup for him strikeout-wise, but a pretty much easy lineup there down in Washington. But yeah, th- that's the first thing. I looked at Wu. I looked at the 70 year I'm like, where is Blake going with this? But yeah, look over the past two starts. 16 strikeouts in what's that 10 and a third innings like that's that mm-hmm. that's amazing only one walk and that, that came uh two starts ago against the angels the one thing though is last start his two runs he gave up were both on solo home runs does he have some sort of is he like the long ball could, could, can it hurt him there
1: a little bit yeah he he is a little fly ball heavy so if you can if you can square one up you get it but uh, it's very few it's just when he makes a mistake which young pitchers do it, it happens to the best of them should even george kirby his running mate still he, he makes the mistake every once in a while for as good as he is so yeah it can hurt him a little bit but home runs also hurt max scherzer and garrett colt throughout their entire career so it is something that you can overcome a little bit at least
0: yeah i'll definitely keep my eye out for him possibly uh stream him on thursday
1: Oh, okay. And then when you get to the deeper, deeper league options, one of them, I had to throw him in there because me and you talked about him last week or you brought him up on our last episode last week. Ryan O'Hearn for Baltimore. Mm. Okay. I I mean, he's been playing well lately. Uh, He's, God, all my stats are from like Saturday. He was hitting 338 with a 381 on base percentage and a 623 slugging percentage. Uh, Multi-position eligibility first base in outfield and he was owned in hardly any leagues i think when i when i looked him up last he was like four percent rostered in yahoo and one percent on espn up to 15 now
0: i'm not sure that's still that's still really low
1: yeah uh and uh as of saturday night he had hit seven balls of 95 plus miles an hour in his last five games so he's making really hard contact and that is one of those lineups in Baltimore that they seem to lift each other up. Like we talk, we talk about it a lot with the vibes. Like when the vibes are good, you feel good. When you feel good, you play good. And when you play good, you have really good fantasy baseball value.
0: Does and the Babbitt? The Babbitt? Is that scarier at all? It's five hundred Absol- over the past week. Five forty-six over the past fourteen days. I think. I think <laughs> this is. Not, I think that's what you said when I brought him up last week. You're yeah. Like, it, it, look at the Babbitt. He's, he's not going to. He's not going to figure it out, but it's a, it's a fun, fun hot streak.
1: It, it is a fun hot streak, and every once in a while, it is fun to kind of hop on the, the hot streak hype train with some of these guys. Uh, and especially now, like when we do get into the part of the year where, like I said, it is harder to find like production on the waiver wire. In the beginning of the year, like first few weeks, you can find legitimate rest-of-the-year starters on the waiver wire. We've reached a point now where you're not going to find – many rest of the year starters on the waiver wire at this point. So you've kind of got to get some plug and play guys that you can play now, play for a week, play for two weeks as you wait for injuries to, to kind of play themselves out. Speaking of injuries, by the way, Tristan McKenzie went back on the injured list that happened the other day. Uh, That does actually make me very nervous because he did miss a large chunk of time at the beginning of the year. He came back and was effective in his first start and was not effective in his second start. And then before he even got to make his third start, he went back on the I.L. And I know that because I traded for him right before he went back on the fucking I.L. I traded Matt McClain for him. And boy, do I wish I had Matt McClain back, especially since all that dude does is hit. He just hits. Yeah, just ridiculous. And the Reds are on fire. I just got the Reds uh, plus 575 to win the division last night. Which I'm pretty happy about. I don't know what they're at today, but shit, they're only a half game back from mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Got a good chance there. A little some betting talk for you guys. And uh more waiver wire, Donovan Solano. Second mm-hmm. base. He has outfield and third base eligibility in other places, I believe. Uh, from Minnesota, he's quite a bit older. He's 35. Mm-hmm. But he has found himself as kind of a, a regular in that lineup for the twins, who Let's face it, don't have the best lineup. They have a lot of uh God, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of hype around their lineup, a lot of expectations. Much like the Mets. So the Mets had really high expectations and they've kind of not met them. The twins had really high expectations and have just sucked. So uh but Solano he doesn't he doesn't hit for a ton of power ever. So you gotta kind of take that with a grain of salt. But in June he's hitting 306 with four doubles, two home runs, eight RBIs, and he's got nine walks to 13 strikeouts. So there's some there's some average there. There's extra base hit ability. I don't want to say home run ability, but extra base hit ability. And he can drive in some runs here and there when there's actually people on base in front of them. So yeah, he's he's a deep league option at a position that Miss Solano plays second base as his main fantasy category. And second base is probably the thinest position in fantasy baseball outside of pitcher's getting pretty thin at this point too but yeah infield position wise the thinnest so yeah keep keep an eye on solano if you need a plug-and-play guy i think he can give you enough value to keep you happy
0: yeah i think solano is like one of those filler guys like you know what you know what you're gonna get past last year hit 284 year before that hit 280 hit 326 not gonna hit for power uh second home runs every year in his career but yeah if you're getting fed up with either your first base, second base, or third baseman. He's eligible all three positions on Yahoo. If they're struggling, if they're getting your 0 for 3, 0 for 4 every night, you know, pick up Solano, pick up someone like Solano, throw him in there. He'll go 1 for 4, 2 for 4. He'll, he'll pick your average up, get some counting stats along the way as he hits uh, at the top of that Twins order.
1: All right, so next thing I want to move on to would be Joey Votto is back. For the Cincinnati Reds, as of right now, as I say this, so on Tuesday when you listen to this, he will have already played a game. The day before, if you listen on Monday. Wednesday,
0: he may have played two games by then. You know and what? Thursday, yeah, three dude. games,
1: perhaps. Shout out our Wednesday and Thursday listeners. We love you guys. <laughs> uh, so the the Reds do have that scorching hot team. Elie Dela Cruz, Matt McClain, Spencer Steer. All these guys are hitting their ass off. Joey Votto's coming back. He's starting at first base today, which means Spencer Steer moved back to the outfield, which we talked about last week. Which could be actually really good for his uh, his value and the fact that they are actively trying to find ways to keep him in the lineup because he has been playing his ass off. But Joey Val- Votto, first of all, I think he I think he ends up as as a Hall of Famer. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay, but he is he's giving me. Miguel Cabrera vibes a little bit. Just kind of the, he doesn't really have it anymore, but he's just here because he's he's here. His rehab assignment, he played 22 games and hit 173 in A. He hit 173, and they're bringing him back up to now start on a team that's won eight straight games. This should probably already have had Christian Inconacio and Strand starting at first base. Is there any reason to be excited for Joey Votto starting tonight, like in the fantasy world or in any scenario? Or do you think he's just a lineup filler at this point?
0: Yeah, he's not fantasy best for I love Joey Votto. I love him as a person. Great personality. He loves the game. He goes up in the broadcast booth, talks about it. He goes into the stands with the fans. Love him. But, yeah, he's not fantasy baseball relevant. He can be, you know, the Reds go on a run. He can be the 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 grandpa, the uncle, uncle, and the dugout there rooting him on key pinch hitter off the bench. He's not gonna strike out too much. He's gonna mm-hmm. get a, give you a good at bat. He has been there before. He he won an MVP, I believe. He made the the playoffs um a few years there. So he's gonna be that veteran presence. He's gonna be People are going to say he's blocking Carnasio Strand, which, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he is, but I think eventually Carnasio er- Strand gets up there. And Vado, I could see Vado being like, bring him up now. I'm I, like, I, I'm, he'll yeah. contribute more to the team. Like, he'll take a step back, like, like, acknowledge that. So yeah. I think that's something that, that they can definitely do there. Yeah. Joey Vado, but uh, yeah, there's, there's no fantasy baseball relevance. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Miguel Cabrera because if you look at Miguel Cabrera's past few years' numbers, it's just, it's just horrific. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully he can find lightning in a bottle. Maybe, maybe have like a Pujols-like run to the playoffs with the Reds here in one of his final years. But yeah, for now, it's just a, a good story that he's even back playing.
1: Yeah, I know he's going to be on a lot of people's radar just because name value, which tends to happen a lot. The first thing people look up is what names do I, rec- do I recognize on the waiver wire? Oh, shit. Joey Votto's there. I should probably add him. Oh, fuck. Look at that. He's starting. Great American ballpark. I should probably add him to the team. It's not worth it. There's other people out there that will be better. Now that I say this, when you guys listen to this on Tuesday, Joey Votto has probably gone four for four <laughs> with three home runs in his Reds debut this year. But uh, yeah, it, there's not. Uh, unless you're like a diehard Reds fan and you want to just set him on the bench like just to have him on your team. There's you can find better production elsewhere. And I agree. I think Joey Vado's is going to come up and I bet he struggles for a couple of games. Cause I mean, he struck out 33% of the time
0: at triple a. So was he healthy earlier in the year and playing triple a and then went back on the IL Cause he, he played from April 1st to the 14th down there in Louisville. And then again in June, I don't know if maybe that was like a long extended spring training or something.
1: I think he was, I think he was, he started the year on the IL and then I don't know what the fuck happened. And then he got hurt again. And then he went back and like finished a rehab assignment and now is back. Uh, but, uh, none of it was productive though. It's just really weird. It, it, he mm-hmm. does feel like the kind of guy that will struggle and then just be like, all right, why don't you guys just bring up the, yeah. bring up the young dude. Cause he can actually hit. And like that, there is a legitimate chance that, with, oh, God, I don't want to put this on Joey Votto. There's a legitimate chance that because they start Joey Votto today, they may lose to Colorado because that is just now a black hole in their lineup. They have all of these guys that are just hitting, hitting, hitting. It's not hitting, a black hitting. hole. It's not th- a black hole. I think it's going to be a black hole. I <sighs> I think he goes. Uh, my prediction for Joey Votto's line today against the shitty Colorado Rockies pitching at Great American Ballpark, Joey Votto's going to go uh, 0 for 5 with three strikeouts.
0: I'm finding home run home run odds right now.
1: I hope he is plus eleven hundred.
0: Uh, if he it is, is against, I might have It is against the it. lefty, though.
1: Yeah. Which, if you're listening right. to this live, don't bet Ellie De La Cruz <sighs> home run props against the lefty. He can hit lefties, but he's not going to hit them for power. He's struggled to really see the ball out of lefty hands lately. So, I guess if you're listening to this on any other day on the podcast, we can keep that in mind as well. Yeah, that's a good note. Switch hitter, but he does struggle to see the ball out of lefty's hands. So they're never going to sit him against him, but he's going to be uh, a Cal Raleigh type. I'm thinking of a switch hitters that, like Cal Raleigh, has a ton of power when he bats left-handed, but when he bats righty, he's a little better batting average. But he's got like, not a ton of power from the the right hand side of the play. Ellie De La Cruz could be the same. A ton of power. I, I think like
0: he's he's Josh Bell righties. is like that too. I think I think he's yeah, that'd be that, that's probably a better
1: side. That's probably a better a better one. Like decent average, no power, and then the other side, decent average, ton of power. And only uh, runners...
0: plus four fifty to home run tonight. That's uh, that's uh, that's that's way too long. Bad bet,
1: bad bet. Don't make it. Don't make it. Or and you know what? Colorado's pitching is that bad though that yeah. you might actually fucking <laughs> you might go fucking two for four with two of them, just because their pitching is so bad. <laughs> last last in baseball in pitching plus last in baseball in stuff. Plus that's how good the Colorado Rockies are. And that is even away from Coors field. Yeah. Uh,
0: Uh, Yeah. Speaking of pitching, I got any uh, two start pitchers this week. Uh, I'm looking ahead at tomorrow. Um, Aaron Savali is starting at home against the athletics. He has not been great so far this season, but, uh, his one home start, he's going to win five and two thirds, three strikeouts against the Red Sox. So I think that's a, good chance for him tomorrow against the athletics um colin ray against for milwaukee against the diamondbacks maybe but arizona can be tough out there and there was one more i was looking at i forgot who it is though. i'm not sure if you have anyone lined up
1: okay so this is gonna sound like a crazy one but again we've reached that part of the year where <laughs> shit happens i i mentioned him last week i'm gonna mention him again rangers suarez yes for the Phillies, he's so heating up He is, and they're facing Spencer Strider on Tuesday, which sounds ridiculous. But Spencer Stridable, Stridable, Jesus, Spencer Strider is human. He has an ERA. It is June, the middle of June, trending towards the end of June, and he has an ERA of like four one five. Very not Spencer Strider like, which makes him beatable, especially since the Phillies are heating up, and Ranger, Ranger Suarez has played well lately. Uh, in his last game, what he what he do his last game,
0: seven shutout innings, I believe.
1: Yeah, with uh, seven Ks, he had seven eight Ks? strikeouts in six innings to, to start before seven innings before against that. The
0: Dodgers too against the Dodgers at eight strikeouts in six innings.
1: Yeah, so it, there's it, there's a good one to uh, to keep an eye on. And I do have a little bit of breaking news. It looks like my ESPN Fantasy app wants to tell me that Hunter Green was placed on the 15 day IL ooh, with right right hip pain. Kind of a weird thing to go.
0: Green and, um, and Lodolo both on the IL now. That's tough.
1: Yeah. But he went on the uh he went on the 15. He didn't even go on the 10 day. He went on the 15 day, which kind of worries me a little bit. Uh so we'll see how that plays out. I'm glad I didn't put him in my weekly league. I almost started in this week, but I didn't. So I'm glad because lineups already locked. Yeah. But yes, uh, mine would be Ranger Suarez for Tuesday. Uh, and I don't even know who he starts at the end of the week and then after that
0: I also ben Miami. lively ben Miami lively again that. i was looking at ben lively I wasn't sure if you i
1: i am riding ben lively every chance i get they're going against against the rockies away from coors field give me ben lively give me that disgusting sweeper like there's a lot to like there and he he's paid off more than he hasn't so ben lively facing off against a kyle freeland led colorado rockies give me the win in that one i think that's a legitimate shot for a win especially with how hot the reds are it's kind of hard to not start some of their their starters just for win
0: purposes yeah they'll definitely be be favorites in that one um i think i was looking at kyle (coughs) radish as well he's been he's been good and bad this season a few great starts it is down in tampa bay but if he's are in a deeper league he could be worth a look and then Mackenzie gore is is uh, at home against St. Louis, who's just been awful. Mackenzie Gore has quietly had a great season. eighty seven strikeouts in seventy five innings. So you want strikeouts you want a chance to win. You want a possible quality start. I think uh, Mackenzie Gore rostered in half of Yahoo leagues could be worth picking up.
1: Yeah, I would like to point out that me and Ryan are I mean, not to tutor on home, but we're actually pretty good at this uh, naming, <laughs> streaming, pitcher options thing. so, uh, some people may pay attention, some people may not. But if you're looking for advice to actually help you win your fantasy baseball matchups, I, I'm not saying listen to us. Like, you don't have to. But, like, it, if you're already listening to this podcast, you're probably here for a reason. Uh, like, for this last weekend, uh, so last, what day was that? Thursday's episode last week, that came out Friday. Uh, we talked about our pitching options for the weekend. Uh, Ryan went with Julio, Tehran, Tywon Walker, and Kyle Gibson, who all played out of their minds over the weekend and helped fantasy managers out. I went with Brian Wu, Andrew Abbott, and Braxton Garrett, who all three also played out of their minds and helped fantasy managers out. We have an eye for this thing, so we're not, we're not just yanking your chain and kind of pulling the shit out of thin air. I swear to God we know what we're talking about.
0: I'm not as confident about these streamers for for this week, but I, but yeah, it, it, but uh, it's good that all three of our guys did well over the weekend.
1: Yeah, but if you guys could go ahead again and check out our Substack baseball dot we got a lot of writing stuff up there. Uh, we're going to get some more stuff up there in the coming days as well, including some extra little videos and podcast episodes for subscribers only. Check us out on YouTube and Twitch and. Instagram and Facebook at fake baseball money. We're all over the damn place and TikTok too. I make little ticky talkies every once in a while and make sure you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. It goes a long way to helping us and follow us on Twitter at fake baseball, which we tweet all kinds of random shit on there. Fairly entertaining. Follow again at fake baseball. It's the coolest at on Twitter. Uh, And you can catch me there too at Balake, B U H H L O C K A
0: Y E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S O P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.